Hi, everyone. My name is Dale. Um, I'm my wife and I are part of North City Church that puts on this community meal, and I get the privilege of sharing the Jesus story tonight with you all. So I hope you had a chance to talk about a recent high and a recent low, because that'll kind of tie in a little bit to the Jesus story in a little bit. Well, a low for me in the last year is a week, uh, a year ago this past week, um, the place where I work, um, my boss, who I had been hired to work for, uh, was part of a cut that was part of a reorganization that happened. So that was a year ago this past week. And when that happened, that we got met as a team and we were told the news. And after the news of learning that my boss had um, been uh, dismissed from because of reorganization, maybe you've been part of places that are doing some of that. And it was really disappointing for me personally because I had really wanted to work for her and I'd only been working for her for about six weeks when this happened. And so I was really disappointed by that when it happened. And we met as a team and we received the news and then we kind of commiserated as a team for a little bit. But I knew that I was, it was really kind of a low for me. It was kind of a, a low of a low. And so I asked if it was okay if I went home in the middle of the day and I did. And I came home and my wife, happened to be at home that particular day. And so I got to share with her what was going on and she listened to me and then she kind of scraped me up off the floor after a little while. And, and then a little later on, I thought, oh, I got to talk to somebody else. And so I called my friend John and my friend John and I have known him for a long time. We're really close friends. And so I shared with him what had happened. I interrupted him at work. He actually answered the phone and uh, he listened to me. And then a little later on that day, I called my friend Glenn and I shared with Glenn what had happened. And he listened to me and supported me in and through all of that. And I shared with other friends over time too, but in that moment, which was a pretty low moment for me, I knew that I needed to talk to a circle of really, really close friends. In the lowest of low, I had that group to call. Well, a couple weeks ago, speaking of highs, um, our second son got married, and this was obviously a highlight um, kind of experience. And uh, along with when our oldest son got married, you know, these are like top 10 life moments, you know, when your kids get married, especially when they marry kids and people that you really love and are excited to have join your family. And so when we sent out invites to both of these, you know, top 10 life events, of course, my wife wanted to invite her best friend, Cindy. And so that seems like, well, an obvious thing to do, but Cindy and her husband live in Chicago, and we were having these weddings up here. And the first wedding happened in December, and it was minus 14 degrees for the high that day. Thankfully, it was an indoor wedding, and um, yeah, it wasn't outdoors, thankfully. The second one was two weeks ago. It was outside, and in the direct sunlight, the service was, and it was like 87 degrees and really humid and like no wind. You remember some of those days? So our, our friend Cindy and her husband, best friend for my wife, she wanted to share this highest of high moment. And they came from Chicago both times in the dead of winter for minus 14 degrees. And then in the dead of summer, if you think, don't like heat, like my wife and, that, that, and Stephanie and others of you. Like, and they were there for both of them, right, to share in the highest of high moments with us. And I don't know if you know it or not, but Jesus had an inner circle of friends. 
And in this inner circle of friends, Jesus intentionally shared his highest of highs and his lowest of lows with. We know that Jesus had this inner circle of three friends because four times in the Gospels, we read stories in which Jesus intentionally takes these three people, their names are Peter, James, and John, with him to experience some really highs and one really, really low experience in life. In the Gospel of Mark, which is a a gospel, a biography of Jesus that was written by John Mark, who wrote down the stories of Peter. And Peter was one of those inner circle people. And so Mark, John Mark, writes down two stories of times when Jesus takes these three people with him to experience first the highest of high. The first time Jesus ever raised a person from the dead, Jesus took only Peter, James, and John with him, not the rest of the disciples. So a highest of high. In John Mark, there's also the story of Jesus when he announces to the crowd that Jerusalem and the temple are going to be destroyed. For the Jewish people, this was like the lowest of low news that you could ever receive. And it's still some of the worst news that Jews have ever received in all of history because the temple was destroyed. But immediately after that, Jesus took Peter, James, and John aside and he explained to them some of the signs of when that was going to happen. So Jesus intentionally introduces them to this lowest of low experience that he's having to share. Now, in Matthew's gospel, there's two more stories, and I want to actually read those stories for you. A story first of Jesus inviting the disciples, his inner circle of disciples, into one of his highest of high moments in life. It comes for us uh, in what we call Matthew chapter 17. So in this biography of Jesus, partway in, we read this story. Matthew chapter 17, 1 through 8. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. So Jesus is really intentional. He's taking just these three people with him up on a high mountain. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Now, this moment, where we call the transfiguration, this moment when Jesus reveals himself as being fully divine, is a moment in which Jesus in a sense, is taken out of somewhat of his human experience. I mean, he all of a sudden turns, uh, his clothes turn white and um, are as bright as the sun. And and in this amazing moment, like Jesus gets to kind of almost go back to what it was like to be in heaven with his Father and the Holy Spirit before he became human. And Jesus knows he's having this amazing experience, and he invites Peter, James, and John with him. Now it says this, Peter said to Jesus, when he sees Moses and Elijah walking with Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Now, we have no idea why in the world Peter sees Jesus transfigured as God and says, hey, let's pitch three tents. I mean, does he belong to REI and is he getting dividends from this? I don't know. I have no idea why he does this. But God's not really going for it because it then says, while Peter was still speaking, like God interrupts him, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. 
And then listen to what the disciples do. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. In Jesus' life experience here on earth, this must have been like one of the highest moments of his entire earthly existence. Because in this moment, he gets to be, in a sense, taken back to what it was like to be just fully God and not in this moment to be at least encumbered totally by being fully human. And not only that, Moses, who represents kind of the law, and then Elijah, who represents the prophets, they show up in this moment and they come to talk to Jesus and ask him questions. And then in this moment, Jesus is suddenly surrounded by this cloud that probably represents the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus gets this moment where he gets to feel the love of his spiritual family, the Holy Spirit, and then he gets to hear his father speak, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. I mean, this was as high of a moment as any kind of person could possibly have in the life of Jesus especially. And Jesus intentionally invites Peter, James, and John to come up on the mountain with him to experience this highest of high in that moment. But Matthew also tells us one last story of Jesus inviting his inner circle into his life. And this is not the highest of highs, but instead the lowest of low moments in Jesus' life. This story takes place just before Jesus is betrayed by Judas, one of his own disciples, right before he's arrested, right before he's put on trial in the middle of the night. And Jesus has just enjoyed a last meal, like we just enjoyed a meal together around tables and eating and laughing and celebrating. And in that meal, he's revealed that one of the disciples is going to betray him. And that disciple, Judas, got up and laughed. And Jesus finished the meal with his disciples. And then it says right after that, they leave. And it says, Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. It was a garden. And he said to them, this would have been a big group of maybe 20 to 30 disciples. And he says to all of them, sit here while I go over there and pray. But out of that large group, kind of maybe like a group of this size, Jesus picks three people to come with him while he goes over there to pray. Because it says he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. Remember, James and John are brothers, and their dad's name is Zebedee, which, by the way, I like to point out means thunder. So they're the sons of thunder. That's pretty cool, don't you think? I mean, I want to be one of the sons of thunder. But he took James and John and Peter along with him. And then it says Jesus began to be sorrowful and troubled, because Jesus knows what's coming. And then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So Jesus, in this lowest of low moments, when he knows he needs support because he knows what's coming, the arrest, the trial, his crucifixion, he takes the whole community with him to pray, but he takes three with him and asks them to pray with him. Now, if you know the rest of this story, you probably already know that Jesus' inner circle fails him in this hour of his greatest need. They don't keep watch with Jesus, but instead fall asleep three times. <laughs> and each time, Jesus wakes them and begs them to pray with him. And each time, they give in to their fatigue. 
And the third time, Jesus wakes them and begs them to pray. Well, at that point, it's too late. Because at that point, Judas has arrived with the soldiers to arrest Jesus. And he will be put on trial in the middle of the night. Jesus maybe knew that these people would fail him. But it's fascinating to me that he intentionally invites them into his lowest of low moments to support him, to pray for him in that moment. And Jesus does this intentionally. He consistently invites Peter, James, and John, this inner circle, to be there for his highest of high and his lowest of low. My friends, Jesus had a clearly defined inner circle. He could name them. Peter, James, his younger brother, John. But not only did he have a defined inner circle, he intentionally invited them to experience his highest of high moments. And even though he probably knew even in advance they were going to fail him, he intentionally invites them, his inner circle, into his lowest of low moments. So I wonder, do you have a clearly defined inner circle? Do you have a group of people that you intentionally invite into the highest of high moments in your life? Do you have a group of people that you intentionally invite into your lowest of low moments, asking them to support you in those moments? If not, maybe now is the time to define your inner circle. This summer, we're doing experiments based on things from Jesus' life, and we're trying things out. And, and figuring out who's in your inner circle is kind of a trial and error kind of process. It's just not something you snap your fingers and just know. But maybe this is a season this summer where you could begin to pray about and think about who it is that Jesus wants you to define and name. And maybe you could consider approaching these people and, and having a conversation with a few of these close friends of yours and and say, I'm trying to define a group of people in my life who would be willing to intentionally be there for me. Not just in my lowest of low moments, but also in my highest of high moments. Not just when you've learned your boss is fired, but also those moments when one of your children is getting married. And when you have that kind of those kind of people in your life, when you have that kind of community around you, you'll have the kind of community that was around Jesus, that Jesus intentionally built and wanted to have there in his highest of highs and his lowest of lows. Well, it's our tradition here uh, at these community dinners to tell a Jesus story, and then afterwards just to create some space around the table for you to share if anything stood out for you, if anything's kind of sticking with you as you go today. Uh, it's totally voluntary. You don't have to share if you don't want to. Um, the only thing that we ask is that when people share, you just thank them for being willing to share. And so I'm going to turn you back to your tables and uh, let you talk just for a few minutes, and we'll have some music in the background. And if there's something you want to share, great. If you don't want to, that's fine, too. And then after that, Pastor C.A., maybe somebody will close us in a word of prayer. Pastor somebody, we'll see who that is. We'll close us in a word of prayer. All right, talk at your tables if you would.